right, uh, back here on the program, final hour. Again, Brooks and Dunn tickets to give away before we can buy them on Friday. We will do that before we get out of here. And uh, we'll also uh, get into tiers and quarterbacks and is, in fact, one Patrick Mahomes in his own category at this point as he heads into yet another AFC championship game getting ready to take on the Baltimore Ravens. This time, though, he has to do it on the road. This time, the championship game on the road. And uh, is he ready for it? So, thinking a lot about this the other day when this whole thing with Allen came up. Where's Allen fit in because of the lack of postseason success? And, you know, we finally had Lamar Jackson, you know, get into the championship game. He's, you know, he had before this past Sunday only had one win uh, in the playoffs. And has not uh, you know, gone as far as people had expected him to at this point in his career. Of course, last year he missed the playoffs due to injury. But he's got the Ravens in the championship game. They've got home field. They probably have the better all-around team on paper than anybody in the NFL. And they've proven that with all the teams they've beaten this year. However, you gotta slay the you got to slay the dragon, right? you got to slay the top team, the defending champions, um, the team that uh, has really run the AFC for these last several years. Uh, in the Kansas City Chiefs, and one Patrick Mahomes. So who's up there with Mahomes? I, I'm not ready to put Lamar Jackson there yet. Maybe after this weekend I'll feel differently. Um, Joe Burrow is tempting to put in that list of the Tier 1 guys. Mm-hmm. However, love Joe. You know what Joe's problem is? Can't stay on the field. Availability. Yeah. Availability has been a problem. Not just this season. I mean, he's missed games uh, every year. Now, he's come back. I mean, look, he came back from the ACL. Um, He's come back, you know, he's come back stronger. Um, Had good years last year, you know, had a good season as well. But again, missed some time uh, this year, missing some time, you know, missing a lot of time this season, clearly. And even when he started the season, he wasn't healthy. He probably shouldn't have been playing. Yeah, I mean, he's missed games. I mean, he missed, again, the six games his rookie season, missed a game in each of the 2021-2022 and then obviously the games this year. So, I mean, there's been a little bit of that, which which holds you back. And, you know, it was just one Super Bowl run, but they didn't win it, but they got there. Um, you know, who are the other guys that you would even put there? You know, again, we went over the Josh Allen thing yesterday. Not that he's a bad quarterback or it's always his fault when they lose, but he has not been able to elevate, elevate them, you know, past this moment. Uh, and obviously Tom Brady's long gone. You know, Aaron Rodgers is... We don't know what he is coming back from Achilles mm-hmm. injury. We have no idea what well, we're going to get out of Aaron Rodgers. 49er fans, please do not text me uh, about you-know-who. Um, certainly Stroud, Love, up-and-comers, really good guys, but no, not there. I, I do think it's fair to say maybe extreme and maybe it's, it's, it's an unfair um, level, but it is. he's the standard, and that's Mahomes is definitely the standard right now. And quite frankly... Aaron Rodgers can't catch Mahomes at this point. No. He just no, can't. No. Not at this point in his career. Mahomes no. has already done more in his career than Aaron Rodgers possibly could with what time he has left. And that's just the truth. Yeah. No, it's it's just not. I mean, Tua, he said, you know, Tua, yeah. No. Flashy moments, but no. no. I mean, no. We're not there yet. Um, again, a lot of other guys that are fine. And again, for Mahomes, this was a bad year. 27 TDs to 14 picks, you know, 4,100 yards or whatever it was, 67 completion percentage. But yet, you know, again, in a championship round, he's got lesser than receivers compared to all these guys. Tua's got way better receivers. Detroit's better. Dallas is better. Bills, um, you know, 
Well, depending on which version. Yeah. <laughs> which version of um, Stefan Diggs you get. You know, again, it hurt them not having Gabe Davis for sure. Uh, but he's got good tight ends too. Clearly when Debo Samuel's playing with the Niners and their receiving core is better. I mean, you know, again, most everybody's better. I, I'd say Jordan Loves is probably the only one that I wouldn't say was better uh, than necessarily automatically than because they were inconsistent and they were right. young, you know, young guys. But they got better as the year went on. I think the I think Nico Collins would certainly start immediately uh, in Kansas City. No doubt, <laughs> CJ Stroud's guy, um, and uh, Tank Dell would start in Kansas City as well. Mm-hmm. One of the Stroud's guys. So he was playing lesser than talent. Of course, Kelsey might be one of one in terms of tight ends. You know, he's right. You know, there's guys certainly right close to him, but the receiver core was down for sure, and he didn't. And he's still able to get the most out of him. Uh, and again, those guys stepped up in a big way on this past weekend in the Sunday game. So, yeah, I do think it is not a stretch at all to just say Mahomes is by himself, right? Yeah, because you just said it. He had a it, w- it was a bad year, and they still won eleven games. They won eleven yeah. games, and this was a bad year. And it wasn't necessarily all his fault. If we want to talk about yeah. you know where the blame goes. I don't think a lot of the blame. No, it's, it wasn't flawless, but. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of the blame goes to Patrick Mahomes as to why that offense struggled this year. I mean, you got to see it unfold right in front of your eyes with these receivers. So I don't think there's any question right now. It's Mahomes and everybody else. Yeah, I mean, it really is. And I know that's frustrating to people, but... (laughs) It is what it is, because it was frustrating when we said the same thing about Tom Brady, but it was also true at times then as well. Yeah, I mean, like for like the Josh Allen people out there, I'll just say this. I mean, I think he's going through kind of what Peyton Manning went through. Exactly. He's he's the guy behind the guy in the conference, and he's, you know, it's it's just going to be one of these things where they got to get... Some year, they got to get over the hump, right? And I know they're like, well, what about the year where they, you know, they he did everything he could and, you know, put him ahead with 13 seconds on the defense, you know, and the special teams are stupid. Yeah, well, that happened. I mean, I, not saying that was his his issue, but and still get past it, you know, it's fair. I mean, and that's what the standard, um, you know, he's been holding himself to. If he wants to be elite, elite, you know, that's what you got to get over. Mm-hmm. It's not always on them. And I think this year was going to be tough for them. Because of all the injuries, clearly on defense, the defense was way less than what it should be. I mean, it's it's rough how bad that defense was, you know, this year at the end of the season. I mean, you get a guy who was playing on a family vacation and an RV trip. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly in the middle of your defense running your linebacker core. I mean, that's, that's a big ask, man. And on the flip side of that, how much better did that Kansas City defense get this year, too? And don't think that didn't help Pat Mahomes. No doubt. I mean, that's the other thing that, like, was under, you know – underreported part of the Chiefs season. I think we talked a lot about it throughout the year, especially when we had Bobby Wilder here on Tuesdays and we were doing the stuff with him on all the NFL because Spags is his guy. And, and man, you know, Steve Spagnuolo, what he did for them was incredible uh, this year. I mean, we've, he's always been good in the postseason, but they had a great regular season against second-leading scoring defense. And again, you get defense one versus defense two this weekend in the AFC title game mm-hmm. in terms of scoring defenses. And they were they kept them in a lot of these games, and even this weekend where they had zero sacks, you know, it's that last bit of pressure they get that 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 makes Allen unable to step through his throw. You know, it's you know it's Chris Jones pushing a guy back, you know, pushing the lineman back into Mahomes' passing lane where he can't get it, or not Mahomes, excuse me, Allen's passing lane, so he can't get all the zip he needs to on the football. So that's what they do, mm-hmm. and they were they were terrific. 
throughout the season came up big again. And, and they just, you know, they're very comfortable this time of year. Like, they, there's not an awe of this. They're not going to be in awe of Baltimore. I can't wait to see Andy Reid go up against this defense, you know. In Baltimore, too. That's, yeah. that's what's going to make it even that much more yeah, interesting. this is going to be a lot of fun. It should be, I mean, both of these games should be really good because I think it's strength versus strength on both sides because you got the same thing going in. Going to the NFC side, you got a lot of strengths versus a lot of strengths in the AFC as well. But anyway, anybody want to have any gripes uh, with us, have at it. 757-687-9494. Uh, All right, man, we still got some hot takes coming in. They're hilarious, so we're going to keep reading them. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to those coming up next. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. Yeah, ain't nobody calling me in the transfer portal. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, welcome back. Uh, we are here with you till 7. I do have tickets to give away. I promise I won't forget. I might, though. I might forget. I do forget at times. Uh, Brooks and Dunn tickets. before You can get them before you can buy them. They go on sale on Friday. Um, and we will give them away before 7 because after 7, the door's shut and nobody answers the phone. So that's what we plan to do. All right, 757-687-9494 is the... Ballyhoo's phone line, 757-687-9494. It also happens to be the text line. And uh, still got some hot takes from Hot Take Tuesdays. They're they're spilling all over. Um, this from Lamont in Norfolk. He says, Rams tank next year for Shador Sanders. Matt Stafford retires. Wow. That is a hot take. I like it. I like it. Um, Pittsburgh Ross says, maybe if A-Rod backs up Mahomes for seven years and wins six of them. <laughs> Talking about... Uh, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Old and gray Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, old and gray Aaron Rodgers. Um, Pittsburgh Ross, I'll say, I'd give him a shot in Pittsburgh, talking about left, which I thought he did okay um, in Jacksonville. Well, in Tampa, you mean, with what he had to work with. Yeah, he, well, he was Tom Brady's yeah, OC. Yeah, it was called Tom Brady. It was Tom Brady's OC. Him, Brady liked him a lot. I don't know what happened. Him clearly, him and Bulls had a uh, issue, you know, and that's why Bulls fired him. And look, Bulls. Bulls made a good hire. I mean, Canales was excellent, and he may lose him this year because of it. But, yeah, I don't know what's going on and why that's happening. I did see a thing about um, – uh, it was a, I guess the guy who covers the athletic – the athletic reporter for the Steelers says he's it's not happening. Um, anyway. Uh, anyway, you don't have to tell me you're kidding on the hot takes, by the way. I, I know you're kidding. You know, it's okay. It's I don't know. So some people, like you said, I think they're serious. Yeah, I know. And I know that most of you guys are kidding. That's fine. All right. 757-687-9494, the Ballyhoo's phone line, uh, the text line, Hot Take Tuesday. Um, Stan, the Cowboys fan, says, Hot Take, Commander's Hire, uh, former Milwaukee uh, coach, <laughs> Adrian Griffin, <laughs> even without an interview, because they mistook the 30-13 and 13 record for his football record. <laughs> Hot take. Aaron Rodgers uh, cut a deal to go back to Green Bay, supposedly in a tutoring backup role, only to stay just long enough to sell his house that he left in the market. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. 757-687-9494. Uh, hit us up there as well. All right. Um, my crazy hot take. Uh, this is from the 757 is that if Andy Reid retirement speculation report on ESPN shows is true, Andy Reid back to the Eagles, the OC, as he doesn't have the stress <laughs> of the head coach, but decides he loves the offensive personnel and really wants to enjoy a post-Super Bowl cheesesteak with Jason Kelsey. There you go. Assuming Jason Kelsey's there. Right. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't buy the Andy Reid retirement stuff. No, me neither. It doesn't look like a guy who needs to retire or wants to retire. All right. Uh, oh, ding, 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 ding. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, MLB just uh, tweeting out that Todd Helton is headed to the Hall of Fame. Oh, is he the one? He's the one along. No, he's more than just one. Really? Wow. There's a bunch of them. There's three of them. I didn't think there'd be three. You ready for the other two? All right, let's do it. Do you want to guess? Well, now I have it in front of me, so it's not fair. Joe Mauer. <laughs> Joe Mauer. Who, uh, the First Minnesota ballot? Twins. Shocking. Yeah, first ballot. Really? This is what happens with the steroid era, right? Because we can't... And Adrian Beltre is now a first ballot Hall of Famer. Wow. What are we doing here, people? Seriously. A-Rod should be in the Hall of Fame. And I don't like A-Rod. Oh, I I despise him. But he's a Hall of Famer. Um, Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. And I did like Barry Bonds, actually. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these guys, we got to stop. Because we're now putting in guys that is, you know... Or the Hall of Very Good class. <laughs> Just because we got to vote for somebody to get 75%. Just because they had clear urine doesn't necessarily make them Hall of Fame. I don't know. Boy, Billy Wagner was close last year. I was surprised Billy Wagner didn't make it. But boy, first ballot for, for Joe Mauer. Joe Ma- or Adrian Beltre, for that matter. That's why. And Joe, Ma- Joe Mauer, if I remember, missed a lot of time. I don't a know. lot of time. It's interesting, man. Interesting time we're in. That's for sure. All right. I mean, congratulations, but at the same time. Yeesh. I mean, Beltre is 3,000 hits, so, you know, that is the magic number. Didn't have 500 homers. You know, again, nobody cares about batting average anymore. Slugging, though, was what, 480 OPS, 810? I don't know. First ballot, though? I mean, I'm not saying that these guys didn't deserve to get in at right. some point, right, but right. first ballot's supposed to mean Allegedly, something. Allegedly, it used to mean something, right? And I mean, again, Beltray did kind of milk like the last two to three seasons, two and a half to three seasons to get to the 3,000 number. So, hey, whatever, man. Are we going to hold that against? Um, I just think you need to have a steroid section. You know what I mean? Just you might sec- as well. Seriously. I mean, just say, hey, you know, like or on the plaque, say, you know what? We're part of the steroid era because it was part of baseball. We all watched it. The make the, ratings are make great. The, make the plaques a different color. Make, make them the like red or great, something. Yeah. The ratings are great. Uh, it's just uh, it's interesting. And again, the Joe Maurer one. I, I didn't think he would get in this year. On the first ballot, I didn't think so. Or I, I didn't really think Beltre would either. But hey, there you go. New world. New That's world order. Wild. All right. Mauerbach was only 40. I mean, good for him. I mean, most of these guys, you know. You want to talk about being able to enjoy it. No, jeez. Yeah. And I'm in. I mean, pff. do you want to know his career hits? 2,100 hits. That's it? Yeah. I mean, wow. hey, dude. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, this it's wild. I mean, he, again, didn't play that long, but sheesh. Great catcher, defensive catcher, but woo, first ballot Hall of Famer? Sure about that? All right, 757-687-9494. Let's get to Pauly in Norfolk. What's up, Pauly? Hell to the W, man. What's going on, Scott? You are, buddy. My man James, how you doing, man? Feeling good, Paulie. Feeling yeah, good, my I friend. I heard you rhyming earlier, man. I told you a white man with a strong black man's name. <laughs> he had some bars there, didn't he? I did. On, it wasn't yeah, at all on purpose. He was spitting, man. I heard him spitting out there, man. He was spitting. Solid anything, man. Hey, I got a hot take, man. 2024, Scott Jackson's head actually gets a little smaller. <laughs> hey, if Dak is the black. Kirk Cousins, does that make McCarthy the white Marvin Lewis? 
I'll just ask you for a friend. There man. you go. That's good. Wow. Hey, man. Hey, we ain't hired Raheem Moore yet, Morris yet, man. What they waiting for, man? Coach Ra? No, they didn't go hire ahead, Coach Ra. Let's go, man. We ready. Ra, Ra ready, man. He got some season under his belt. He ready to roll. And he's man. in the picture, Paulie. He's in the 2020, he's in the 2013 picture, picture man. Listen, man, this is Bash Commanders fans day. I'm a bastard too, man. Y'all was crying for two, three years about this uh, um, assistant tree, you know, and, yep. and the one blackberry on the tree. You don't want to pluck it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. To the W, man. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, it's all good, though, man. It's all right. Man, what, what the hell is the Milwaukee Bucks doing, man? Did, did Tepper bottom out last week or something? Yeah, David Tepper. You didn't know that he's the, he's the owner of the Bucks now. You run aware of that? What's going on in Milwaukee, man? Apparently, the star man. players were not fans. The defense is terrible. Imagine that with Dame Lillard on your in your team now. Your defense isn't gonna be as good when you had Holiday. Come on, come on man. When you got star players, you're gonna lack on defense. Let's say Jordan and Pippen. Yep. Come on, man. Shaq and Kobe. You know, what I mean, basically a Phil Jackson coach all started team. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, man. So Ron Rivera going to the Eagles, huh? Take a jack with him, dude. I I would love that so much for the Eagles. I think the Eagles need that in their lives. I don't, I don't know if they're aware of it how much they need it. Hey man, I heard Jerry's gonna go all owner centric. He's gonna call the plays for McCarthy next year. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just had a nightmare with one of your uh, one of your uh, callers or cheaters or, uh, or exes or texters, whatever you want to call them. But when he said that. Uh, Shador Sanders to the Rams. I just had a, just hit, a light bulb came over my head, man. Oh, no. No. This is why he's keeping McCarthy. <laughs> he's going to call the plays next year. He's going to tank the season, and they're going to get Dion and Shador Sanders. Dion coming back home. Dion might be the only guy that could handle Jerry. I don't think he, he wants to, though. He's the only one to handle Jerry, man. What I'm trying to tell you, man. You know what I mean? Dion, Michael Irvin's at the receiver coach. Yeah. That would be an interesting team. <laughs> Michael Irving Michael could move back into the White House. I yeah, think he right. He did. He just ain't yeah. telling nobody. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Hey, man, I just called a mess with y'all, though. I man. know you did. Nah, Good job. Man. Hey, listen, man. We're for real, though. We need to hire Ryan Moore and stop playing. You know I don't think I mean? it's going to happen. Bill Belichick, the defensive coordinator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why the hoodie, the hoodie ain't got to do nothing about coach defense. I think, really, I think that's where he's going to wind up at, man. He's going to be somebody defensive coordinators. Here in D- here or up there in D.C., or he's going to be taking it back home. To he's going to be the Giants coach in 2025 is what's going to happen, and it's going to suck. No, 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 listen. He, he's going to be the defensive coordinator for the Giants. I don't think – listen, man, I, I think owners are just, you know, off the brink can't get along with Belichick. That's all it is, man. <laughs> Bill left off to like, Man, what the hell did I just sign up for? No, we can't do this. I think he scared the McKay kid, actually. But, yeah, I mean, I, really, if he doesn't get one this year, watch out for the Giants next year once uh, if Dayball keeps going to the that's wrong a, direction. Now, that's a hot take. Now, that's a good hot take. I know. But, look, you got you got five job, jobs open and you got eight candidates, man. So, yep. let musical cheers begin. No doubt. That Brian Callahan thing came out of nowhere. You know, nobody's talking about him, a hot assistant or this or that. Nope. He, you got him a job, though. I guess now Zach Taylor by proxy is the new Sean McVay, right? Is that what it is? I don't mm-hmm. know. Because he well, was with no, Sean. No, and then that... all, oh, no, of course it's all falls under the Shanahan tree. Yeah. You know, you know. You, you... They, the 
play sheet first, right? Like, and that hurt him. He didn't want to do that. I I heard Gruden say that on on Genius podcast, and I agree. He's right. The problem is, man, it's not sexy. The Gruden name is not sexy right no, now. Definitely Nobody not if it's in your email box. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody want to give them anything right now. You know what I mean? Look, yeah. Their job, their job interviews come with email research. Right, right. You know I mean? so, <laughs> they ain't going to get a job. Scrub man. your hard drive. They, they, the they Grudens are in your email box, anyway. yeah. Hey, man, I'm going to get out of here, man. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. You be easy. All James. Right. Be good, Polly. James. James, where you go, man? I'm right here. I'm trying to give you a send off, but that's all good. Where my man Richie at, though? Richie had a day off, man. Oh, y'all finally gave Richie's day off at the 45 years. Huh? <laughs> Kicking and screaming, too, hey, Polly. Kicking and screaming. Hey, man, y'all be easy. Here right. to the W. Right, See ya. Richie will be in the house tomorrow. No doubt. James and I are on location tomorrow. On location over in your neck of the woods, Polly, at Old Dominion. Big game tomorrow. Yeah, the uh, Royal Rivalry, part two of three this year. So Maurer, let's go back to this Joe Maurer thing for a minute. I got, I got to take a second on it. Joe Maurer was polling at 83.5% among voters. Because you know they have this like kind of thing now where you see what mm-hmm. everybody's leaning towards ahead of time. Um, and it's a little surprising because he spent nine full seasons as a catcher. And, you know, again, the hitting, the hitting statistics are terrible. 143 home runs, 923 RBI. Uh, 2,123 hits. He would uh, need to receive the estimated 67% of the ballots to get in, which he did. I'm reading the thing ahead of time. The private voters, and again, apparently helped get him in. Um, he was, again, his his war warrants strong consideration um, because even if, you know, is it a top 10 all-time standing among catchers war, which is, you know, wins re- was it replacement? What do you call Wins it? over replacement. Wins yeah. over replacement uh, for your war. So apparently war is good for something, in this case, for Joe Maurer. Because, again, the offensive stats, not so super. Well, somebody went to war for Joe Maurer. No doubt. Clearly. No doubt. And, um, again, Adrian Beltre, those extra seasons where he was uh, hanging on collecting hits did well for him, too, as he is, again, a first-time Hall of Famer. First, first ballot Hall of Famer himself. Wow. Pretty crazy. All right, 757-687-9494. <laughs> Another hot take. Uh, Mike Zimmer to the Commanders brings Pat Shermer as the OC. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> don't don't tease us. All right, 757-687-9494. We got Brooks and Dunn's tickets to give away before we get out of here in the next half hour. Uh, plus uh, some wrestling news tonight and what we missed. I know you wrestling fans are always out there, so we have – Something special for you on that front tonight as well. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED. 757-INJURED. All right, welcome back. 757-687-9494. Uh, the Ballyhoo's phone line, uh, the text line as well. Ha- um, Somebody just texted me in to say, I'm on the MLB ballot. I batted 515, 22 home runs, 123 RBI, and 45 stolen bases in ninth grade. <laughs> oh, there you man. On the first hour before the NBA started burning down with uh, the Adrian Griffin firing, the night that Joel Embiid had last night became the 76er single game points leader, not a Philadelphia single game points, because that was the Philadelphia Warriors. Um, Will Chamberlain, who had a hundred in a game, and I always like 
when these big scoring games happen, um, to go back and look at some of the Wilt Chamberlain numbers because it's just absurd. Mm-hmm. So last night, by the way, was also the anniversary of the Kobe Bryant 81-point game against the Raptors. And then, you know, you had Embiid with a 70, Carl Anthony Towns at 62. I watched a lot of the Carl Anthony Towns shots today. Dude was killing it from beyond the arc. He was 10 to 15 there, but they lost the game. Yeah. <laughs> to, the, to the Hornets. Uh-huh. To the Hornets of yeah. all teams. And it was pretty wild because, you know, they're in the one seed in the West. I don't know if people even pay attention this early to the NBA standings necessarily, but they, but the, you know, the T-Wolves are the number one team right now in the Western Conference. Now, would I dare bet on them in the playoffs? Hell uh, to the nose. Uh, uh. No, not a chance. I would still take Denver over them and a bunch of other teams probably. But anyway, all that being said, Towns was having a sensational shooting night. But then, like, in the fourth quarter, like, he was running out of gas. He was running out of gas. They ran out of gas. They blew an 18-point lead. And then they were kind of, you know, they kind of were stat chasing a little bit. Not a little bit, a lot. And it it showed. I mean, he went from, you know, 22-22 in the first and second quarter each, 8-10 shooting, 6-7 shooting, 5-8 shooting in the third with 14 points. He was 2-10 in the fourth quarter which is four points, and that's where he started missing really badly from beyond the arc. He was 0 for 3 there, and he got his shot blocked by Leaky Black, who's <laughs> like 6, well, I don't know, 6 nothing compared to him. He's like 7 <laughs> foot. How does that happen? That is kind of weird. Uh, anyway, so weird finish for them, but here's here's what I was looking at, the, uh, the crazy numbers of Will Chamberlain. Okay, first of all, most career double-doubles – you know, things like that, um, you know, there's there's some interesting stuff. Most 30-point game, 10, you know, they have some of these arbitrary numbers, you know, like like Oscar Robertson, you know, of course, was like Mr. Triple-Double, and, and they didn't even call him triple-doubles back. I don't think even, people even were aware of what the heck was going on. But anyway, the, um, the Will Chamberlain number, here it is. Multiple 60-point games. Multiple 60-point games. You ready for this? Kobe Bryant's got six. Dame Lillard's got five. Michael Jordan and James Harden had four each, 60-plus games. Elgin Baylor had three. Carl Anthony Towns now has two. How many do you think Will Chamberlain had? 60-point games? Yes, yeah, 60-point-plus games. I'll go 12. How about 32? 32? <laughs> it's 32. My gosh. Yeah, 32. 32, Will. I mean, and this is just, again, these are on-court numbers. I'm not even getting into his off-the-court numbers. That's insane. Uh, the, the, well, <laughs> the off-the-court numbers are even more impressive. We know those, yeah. We know those. But anyway, he was happy to share them with everybody. But yeah, I mean, think about that. 32 60-plus point games. And we think of Kobe and Michael Jordan as like these, and they were prolific scorers. Like, such, such an arsenal. And they could just kill you. And, you know, here's Kobe with six and Jordan with four. And Dave Lillard, you know, is with five, which is really good. And then Wilt is at 32. That's insane. 32. I mean, there's nobody in double digits except for Wilt with 30 freaking two. And again, they had to change rules because of Wilt. Mm-hmm. You know, come with goaltending. I mean, for a while they were going to, you know, they wanted to roll up that slam dunk. I mean, it was crazy. Wilt Chamberlain. You know, he, by the way. Another guy who kind of gets the Josh Allen treatment. Yes, he in does. The day. Well, yeah. only won one. He only won one, uh-huh. but you know he lost to uh, lost to Russell all those years. He did, no doubt. And Russell, you know, in some of those finals, you know, people say had his number it was real it was really tough on him, but he also had a lot of 
years where he had unbelievable numbers and did everything he could have done, but his you know his team was not as good. Yep. In the time, but you know, again, NBA Finals MVP in '72, two-time NBA champion. I'm wrong. I said one, two times. But man, you know, also happened to play in the era where the Celtics beat everybody, and they they had you know Hall of Famers coming off the bench, which is crazy, absolutely crazy. But yeah, so that's today, Will Chamberlain. By the way, the most 30-point triple doubles, you know, like Russell Westbrook is pretty good at this. So he's got 48, right? Luka Doncic has 38. LeBron's got 37. Where do you think Oscar Robertson is in, th- in triple doubles? 30-point triple doubles with at least 30 points in the triple double. Oh, geez. I'd say that's got to be somewhere in the 50s. 106. 100. <laughs> wow. Oscar Robertson has 106 triple doubles. That's ridiculous. Where he at least 30 points in the games. Now, these aren't even just like the regular triple doubles you know, that he had. These are the ones with at least 30 points. That's, that's crazy. Uh, a 30-point outing. I don't even know if they have those. And, and think about what the scores of games yeah, were back then. Right. That that should tell you. All like, you this wasn't know. like the 70s and 80s when there was like the no defense before we got to the, the dregs of the 90s where it was like freaking, you know, clutch and grab. Unreal. And oh, it was so bad. And you had Van Gundy holding on to um, Alonzo Morning's leg like a chihuahua in heat. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Remember that? I mean, that I was do. the worst, I man. Do. That was so frustrating. Oh, I mean, that was so frustrating. I mean, he was like. You know, and and Ernie Grunfeld, who was the Wizards GM for a long time, as people know, uh, you know, I used to say to him all the time, I was like, God, your Knicks teams and Heat teams, the worst series in the history of sports. Like, I used to drag them back. You guys, the reason why now nobody can touch each other, because that era was so unwatchable in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, great competition. Don't get me wrong. Sure, yeah. Like, just hatred. I mean, Tim Hardaway is still petty as hell over those games with the Heat and the Knicks. I mean, look, competition-wise, I'm not... Like these guys played their ass. They played defense. I mean, it was crazy. Every possession mattered. And that doesn't happen in the NBA now, or, or nor should it no. to that level. But anyway, but the point was, it was so ugly. That's when they decided, you know, okay, we got to change the rules. And we got like in the early two th- after that, like in the 2000s, they're like, okay, what can we do? We can play zone. We can, you know, we have more, we're going to have offensive, th- you know, defensive three seconds. Like they were just trying everything they possibly could to, you know, loosen the game up. And now we have what we have, which some nights appears to be rec league. <laughs> Fun, but also not nearly as very true. But not nearly as personal. It's not personal all the time for these guys that until we get so to the true. postseason. Until we get to the postseason. Now, some of the personal stuff, you know, back in my day, not necessarily always the best thing, but it is it is funny to think about. All right. Seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Wow. Um Bears having a big announcement today and uh Tyreek Hill. Got some off-the-field drama going on of his own. Not quite to the Dallas Cowboys level. We'll get to that coming up as well. And uh, some WWE news and streaming news. Two things I really normally don't dive into uh, a lot, but we'll do that coming up next. But before we do that, want to get caller number three on the other side. Winner will get uh, Brooks and Dunn tickets. Uh, that coming up, the Reboot 2024 Tour. Tickets go on sale on Friday, but we got them before you can buy them. Call number 3-757-687-9494 on the Ballyhoo's phone line. Of course, the show at uh, Veterans United Home Loans Amphitheater on June 14th. Uh, James is standing by for you. We'll announce the winner on the other side. Scott Jackson Show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, that time of the day. Well, congratulations before we do anything else. Chris in Portsmouth is going to see Brooks and Dunn, the Reboot Tour 20. 24 uh, coming up on June 14th 
at Veterans United Home Loans Amphitheater. Congratulations, Chris in Portsmouth. If you know Chris in Portsmouth, you might want to hit him up for a ticket because he's getting two of them. All right, let's do, let's do this. This is a late-breaking story. Pro Football Talk, the aggregators have shared it. Um, Tyree Kill, uh, the Dolphins' big play wide receiver who you, know, you might have seen on the Hard Knocks in season with uh, his new wife, uh, who he married during the bye week, apparently have already filed for divorce weeks after their marriage. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's not good. Now, Hill posted on the X in the last hour that he, he says that's not true. He has not filed for divorce. But the Herald, the Miami Herald, that is, and the Sun, South Florida Sun Sentinel have based their reporting on court records. The Herald has acknowledged that Hill has denied the divorce filings, but reiterates that there are, in fact, a there is, in fact, a divorce petition that was filed on Monday. The Herald also notes that Hill's attorney has declined to comment on the whole situation. You might have also remembered a few weeks ago when Tyreek Hill's home burned down or, or significantly fired his home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was caused by a young child playing with matches or a lighter, they believe, mm-hmm. which is really terrifying. Uh, luckily, everybody's okay. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. You s- file for divorce but you didn't i mean i'm not sure well maybe one of them did and the right. other one's not exactly thrilled about it and as that is possible uh the chicago bears i don't know if their fans are thrilled about this but shane waldron seems like a good hire as the oc did a nice job in seattle really fixed geno smith i think but part of the strange thing the seahawks did was allowed their assistants after they let go of pete carroll just go find other jobs and he wasn't going to sit around and wait so he's either going to be working with the number one overall pick in the draft or fixing Justin Fields. So Shane Waldron announced officially today to Matt Eberflus's staff. Um, they said it was an exhaustive search, but in the end, they think he's a great teacher and communicator with a diverse coaching background among some of the game's most elite head coaches. Look forward to partnering with him to build the rest of our staff and get started here. Hopefully he can make it more than three seasons. That's a magic number, right? Yeah, the Bears offense has been pretty exhausting over the last couple of years, so I get it. <laughs> All right. Uh, you turned me on to this story today. Netflix is getting in the world of wrestling. So Netflix and the WWE have a uh, have a contract together now moving forward. Now, does this mean... Aren't they also in the WWE also on Paramount because people were trying to sell me on that? Well, no, here's the funny part. Yeah. Is that or the Peacock? The, the pay per views are on Peacock. Yeah. So on Netflix, they're going to be telling people to watch Peacock once a month. See, which is going to be funny. I hope eventually all these people are together. Like they just need to just all merge into one place so we make it easy on ourselves. That is a big ask for Hollywood. I know. Um, I just got this shared with me earlier, and I think I mentioned this in a couple hours ago, but. Uh, Sean Smith is going to be assigned the Chiefs-Ravens game this weekend, and everybody's flipping out because it's a huge advantage to the Kansas City Chiefs and everything seems to be. But, I mean, here's the thing, people. The Chiefs have won a lot of games over the last so many years with Patrick Mahomes. I would bet most referees that call their games the Chiefs have a good record with. Well, and we already know who the Super Bowl referee is going to be. Yeah. So that's Bill Vinovich. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, this whole like, hey, the NFL's got the fix in for the Chiefs stuff is kind of getting a little silly uh, at this point. But whatever's. I mean, now again, if we were going to play the game, who would the NFL's offices <laughs> like to see in the Super Bowl? Taylor Swift in the box with the drunk Jason Kelsey and family friends? Uh huh. Or, you know, 
Jim Harbaugh yucking it up on the sidelines in his uh, Walmart khakis with his brother. I hate to tell you, Harbaugh family, but I think they'd rather have the, the pop star. I agree. She's got a bigger following than Jim Harbaugh. And just think about all the people Jim Harbaugh, all the following he's going to lose when he ditches Michigan here in the next few days. But he's a Michigan man. But he is now always a Michigan man. That's true. He, that is true. Um, you know, it's going to be awkward when all these Ohio State people have to cheer for him who have like players on, you know, the Chargers and stuff. That will be funny. Yeah, that is always funny when you get to these like nasty people have these nasty college rivalries and then suddenly they got to be, they could all be friends again. It's always funny. <laughs> it's always kind of funny. It'd be really funny if we've got Marvin Harrison Jr. sitting there on the board at five, too. What does Jim Harbaugh right? do? What does he do? Does he get stuck in his college rivalry, or does he say, you know what, this guy's really good? That's a good point. I think he takes him. I would think there. he would have to take him. If he's there. They need, they got a lot of things, by the way, that they could use, do mm-hmm. the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Hey, from the 940 says, combining all the streaming services, yeah, it's called cable. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my problem. I got the cable, and then I got to pay for all these damn streaming services. Yep. That's there's certain stuff you can only watch on the streaming service. Oh, I know. It's so annoying. By the way, into True Detective Season 4, um, the one in Alaska, very dark and, uh, you know, very strange, like always the True Detectives tend to be. Literally and figuratively dark, too, by the way. Yes, very dark. Uh, but anyway, check it out. It's pretty good. All right. Thanks to everybody for uh, joining us. Great job, by the way. Second week of Hot Take Tuesday. You guys were great. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Let's keep the stupidness up. Each and every Tuesday, we will do that. All right, tomorrow, we have a great What's Your Rank Wednesday for you. I cannot wait for it. We've got Old Dominion taking on James Madison. The Monarchs versus the Dukes have inspired me to do something for What's Your Rank Wednesday tomorrow that James and I will bring to you on this program. All right, till tomorrow at uh, 3 o'clock. Have a safe night, everyone. We are represented by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident? Call 757-INJURED. 757-INJURED. Scott Jackson Show. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. James with him. Scott Jackson. Good night.